Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pika Science. I am your host, Anaru himself. And with me here are a couple of guests, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Hey, it's Brittany. Hi, it's Chelsea. And today we are finally here with the episode that many people people have been waiting for, asking for. It is the Getting to Annul You episode. I really hope that is the title still. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, this is going to be just a random sentence out of nowhere. But nevertheless, we are back with more Anol questions. And I'm very interested to listen to this. Uh, I know when listening to that episode, I had a couple of questions that many of the people that are listed on here have as well. So I'm glad to see that everyone's questions are going to get answered. Uh, before we officially begin, if you'd like to introduce yourself a little bit more, Chelsea, what's your background and how uh, you came to be here? I know that we've already done this a little bit, but once again, just a recap. Yeah, no problem. Um, my name is Chelsea Connor. I am a graduate student studying reptiles and amphibians, um, which makes me a herpetologist. I studied anoles specifically for my undergraduate research. Um, and then I decided I loved anoles so much, I'm going to keep studying them. Um, I'm taking a slight detour at the moment. I'm going to, you know, look at some cool frogs and like reptiles in general. But I'm going to be back to anoles. Don't worry about it. Plus, you know, you can always do like your own little independent research. So I haven't left them yet. <laughs> Perfect. Great. Uh, Brittany's here as well. I don't know how much experience, Brittany, you have with the Knowles. I general. have no experience with the Knowles, so I'm here to learn just as much as everyone else. Perfect. Great. Without further ado, let's dive straight into this. First question for you, Chelsea. What makes a lizard a lizard? What exactly are the characteristics that distinguish a lizard from any other sort of animal? That is a really good question and it's broad enough you know like lizard from any other animal that it's like easy to answer so lizards have four legs usually and some of them can regrow certain limbs like their tails um and they usually have like you know necks and like stocky heads um and they a lot of them climb trees some climb walls some climb rocks um some of them live in the desert Okay, and how are lizards different from other reptiles? So this this is where it starts to get a little like, ah, how do you differentiate? <laughs> because most lizards have movable eyelids, but there are a couple that do not. There are um, lizards that don't have legs, <laughs> like snakes, which, you know, they're still com two completely different things. Um, but all lizards have, most lizards have scales there are a couple that are scaleless so it's just really tricky it's more of a you know this looks like a lizard let's find out we found out this is a lizard <laughs> at this point there's like truly no absolutes in the animal world because there's always one or two species you're gonna find eventually that are like i follow no rules <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, perfect. Well, let's bring in your expertise a little bit more here with anoles. How are anoles different from other types of lizards? So um, one of the things that differentiates anoles from other lizards are their dewlaps. Um, there are other lizard species that have dewlaps, but they're usually different sizes and different shapes. So it's pretty easy to like look at one dewlap from another one and be like, oh, okay, I think this is definitely an anole from the dewlap. And if you don't know what a dewlap is, it's a flap of skin under the neck and they have like a little muscle that they can use to like move the cartilage that like opens it and closes it so they can like flash their dewlaps and close it back at will. 
They also have um, sub-digital toe pads, which is just a really fancy way to say that they have like really distinct little toes and they have like toe pads all along their toes, help them climb and stuff. I'm imagining like little like toe beans on kittens now, (laughs) but on a little lizard. (laughs) Yes, they are like suction cup toe beans. (laughs) I love it. All right, Chelsea, what is your favorite reptile based Pokemon? That is a really good question. And I feel like I feel like my answer changes um, depending on when you depending on when you ask me. Um, so I really, I have a, like, soft spot for Snivy, um, and its whole, like, evolutionary line, um, but, like, also recently, um, how do you say, Salazzle? I really like Salazzle mm-hmm. a lot. I don't know, there's something about the design of it, the sassiness. Yeah. It's just, like, I was gonna say, it's, it's like, like spicy. It's a like, good one. Spicy, spicy lizard. <laughs> a good spicy lizard. <laughs> I actually have a cute little Snivy, um on my work crocs i feel like all the adults i take care of are like look at this child but all the children are like wow look at the pokemon at least i get along all the children are like look at this adult (laughs) they're like me (laughs) also if i if i want to be like technically um i would say quaxley because birds are technically reptiles (laughs) Call them out. Call them so out. Can, Just call I out can, everybody that's under your that, anti. I feel like I can make that jump. <laughs> there's there's no rules in the animal world. So absolutely. I love yeah. I'm here for it. I mean, okay, technically speaking, between the three of us, you are the one making the rules here. So Yeah. <laughs> this is, know, this is uh, Chelsea's uh, world and we are just living in it. Because Brittany and I have at, at least I'm I do not want to speak for Brittany completely here. Uh, no, I have I don't. No, my bi- my biology knowledge is that I should not get paper cuts, and that's about as far as I've gone. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm getting everything from papers, and the papers can be updated. So if I've missed a paper and I'm wrong, I'm I apologize. <laughs> Brittany, what is your favorite reptile-based Pokemon? I think you can't just have one. I can't have one favorite anything, but probably Rayquaza because Rayquaza is just the fiercest. And also is just like rolling around in the sky, but also kind okay, of still a, a lizard. That's a totally that's a totally fair answer. <laughs> and also Inteleon because they look like they're definitely an international super spy. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yes. I'm just imagining uh, like a trainer, like a ten year old trainer training like a like a dog to do like rolls on the ground. Like, Rayquaza, Rayquaza flip and you just whoosh <laughs> right and then the whole the whole earth just flips upside down <laughs> anaru so what is your favorite reptile based pokemon uh am i copying off of britney's paper here by saying there are multiple because there are multiple <laughs> um i think uh to try to be unique because a couple of the ones that uh have been mentioned are really cool i think Inteleon's really cool uh, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for mm-hmm mystery and spy type things and Teleon just fits right in with that um and there's a few others that are mentioned later on uh by uh, individuals that have submitted questions but one that i don't think i've seen and i'm almost positive because it's in the name that it would be a reptile pokemon is septile uh i'm a sucker for speedy boys like septile is and uh hoenn's one of my favorite regions it's a grass type starter which is always really cool and um mm-hmm. 
my introduction to if for people that know me outside of the show um i i i I very occasionally and by occasionally i mean all the time spout my fondness for the mystery dungeon franchise uh, (laughs) and uh Septile or Grovile to be specific has a major role in the second generation of those games mm-hmm. um, as uh, spoilers aren't spoilers the the villain of the story but it turns out they're not the villain they're actually the hero but they're misunderstood because the real villain of the story is covering up you know um, and so Grovile and that entire line has been uh, embedded in my soul since it's like 2011 or whenever those games came out yeah no Grovile is really good I can't believe I forgot to mention them I feel so bad now <laughs> There's Grandma and Skeptile are, are great. It's alright. Anaru is here to jump in and save the day to remind us. Like there's an in between there, and I'm not remembering the in between Pokemon, but <laughs> I mean, there's a whole bunch as well. I think um, when quickly Google searching, like how many reptile Pokemon's are there, and then it's like, hey, here's 400 different Pokemon that qualify as reptiles of some sort. Um, mm-hmm. What else is there? Like Scrafty, I think technically counts as one. Um, which, oh, oh the one with those. the shed skin yeah uh yeah the one with like the the, the skin in front is like the mohawk hair like pants yeah yes it's like um, holding his shed skin like pants that are dropping mm-hmm. uh scrafty's a fun one uh torterra if we're just going full-on dinosaur side of the reptile uh but but yeah i, I think and then if we want to you know look at birds <laughs> yeah then just throw a bunch of birds out there and uh listen I, my all my brain is thinking about right now is about how chickens are like descended from dinosaurs and i'm like chickens mm-hmm. it's the chick- <laughs> chickens are definitely reptiles this all makes sense now now that i'm sitting here and thinking about it <laughs> uh because I wasn't sure if I was fully in on the birds at first, but then I was like, wait a second, the chickens are dinosaurs. Yeah, for sure. Stuff. Absolutely, the birds are, are reptiles. All right. We are going to go ahead and jump into some of your questions now. Nice. So, Drew, whose favorite Pokemon is the Turtonator, asks um, a little bit about, I'm going to screw this word up, sorry, Longest Squama. Do you know anything about the longest squama? And if you're not a fossil person, then Tuataros. I probably mispronounced that too because I am not good at pronouncing words. No, you got both of them. <laughs> you did great. Oh, I did it. <laughs> For people um, at home, uh, yeah, right now, uh, Brittany's like fist pumping in the air, just like, yes. I, I really was. I was so hyped. I was like, I guarantee messed up both of these words, <laughs> but I got both of them. So if I mispronounce anything else, just remember that. um so unfortunately i'm not a fossil person but um what i do know about longest longest is that basically imagine like a lizard that has like about six like spines coming off of its back that are way longer than the lizard itself that are just like I don't know, for decoration maybe? And I don't think they're actually like bone. I think it was just like cartilage or something. I can't explain. I'm not I'm not a fossil person. I just remember seeing an artist's illustration of what it might look like from the fossil. And I was like, that's weird. That's weird. And then I closed the window. So- <laughs> well, I'm just trying to imagine like how something with like something on its back, six of something on its back that are longer than it, like how do you hold them up? So 
it has to be like muscle or cartilage that held it up because I know, like, but when they so found the fossil, like... there was like no bone on that, but you could see the impressions of the spines. But how does it? How is it not just falling over? Well, it's just stuff on them spines because spine implies bone. So it's probably just like muscle that has it attached and held on, but. <laughs> They, you know, they're a thing. I like want to look it up, but I don't because I feel like it's gonna scare me. I, 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 I'm looking it up right now. It's not scary. Imagine a lizard that had a bunch of golf clubs on its back. Yeah, it's effect- but the golf clubs are like, like muscle it. or scale. Weird. Yeah, yeah, they're they're very weird, and I've been meaning to ask a fossil person like, what is the meaning of all of this? Because I don't feel like any of those words are like in the reptile bible. But <laughs> okay. Hockey um, sticks. That's a better word. Sorry, I'm I'm interrupting. Hockey your sticks. Are you still people. like reading about it? Yeah, I'm reading into yeah, it. Yeah, I uh, I have never like reopened the window ever since I saw it the first time. <laughs> I refuse to. Tuatara, however, are also very weird. Tuatara look like lizards. They look like a weird iguana, but Tuatara are not lizards. Tuatara are Tuatara. They're their own thing. There's only one species that are currently alive right now. And they only are found in New Zealand. Um, they resemble lizards, but they are not lizards. <laughs> that's that's what's up with them. You look at it and you go, ooh, looks like a pretty prehistoric lizard. It's not a lizard. It's the Tuatara. <laughs> the Tuatara, the Tuatara. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> the Tuatara. That's the, that's the most important thing you need to remember. They are Tuatara. They come from like a really old, like, clay like an old lineage and like they are the only living ones still from that like really old um lineage it's actually super interesting yeah so like i think people try to study them um as much as they can um but because they're like very old uh people call them living fossils because of how old they are but they're protected and you know i i guess you have to get like a lot of permits you have to go through a lot of hoops um with new zealand to try to get like your hands on the tuatara to research it as you should yeah we should just let the tuatara be the tuatara they've lot yes they're <laughs> clearly doing a really good job at you know preserving Survive. their species <laughs> sorry uh i i uh, have determined that not only am i technically running this but i'm also going to be comic relief on the show uh in this episode. <laughs> so here's my comic relief here uh going through tuatara's uh wikipedia page you know because that's the key source of information please don't use it completely. the only right the only right source of information it's all real uh, everything you read there um i one of the articles talking about like age determination for uh tuatara like how, how to determine how old a tuatara is um and one of the articles that's linked to it is uh I haven't even actually clicked on the article, but a hundred and eleven year old reptile becomes a dad after tumor surgery. I don't know what that's <laughs> talking about, but that has to do apparently with a tuatara that got tumor surgery, I guess, and then Did turned like... into a father. Oh, he's was, dad was the was the tumor actually like an egg? Like I'm, I have questions. <laughs> um, all right, wait. Did it just like? <laughs> give him oh, back okay. the ability uh, to reproduce like was the tumor effect- in that's a fa- it's effectively it's effectively that there was a tumor yeah. uh on his genital that's that made him a grouch um um a uh, guy still in his prime i guess uh and then went through got rid of the tumor and then afterwards um became a father congratulations uh, world's this is back probably in the oldest father 
Oh. <laughs> uh, Very happy for him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad he could have that experience so late in life. Oh, I love this. Sure. Henry was already, apparently his name was Henry, by the way. Uh, Henry was already <laughs> in his 70s. He was already in his 70s, but in two Atari years, he was still in his prime. Uh, <laughs> Good job, Henry. But yeah, I, I think similar to, uh, not that they're necessarily directly related, but similar to turtles, at least from what little facts I know about biology and uh, animals and other things like that, like uh, two Atari are able to live to 100 plus years relatively commonly. Uh, so very cool. I feel see. like we need to dedicate this episode to Henry. Oh, we should. No, that's a good idea. This is, yeah, this is for Henry. I'm going to add that in the Shout beginning. This, this, is to, <laughs> this is for Henry. For Henry. We're so proud of you. <laughs> that was also in 2009, so uh, it's been a minute since he's had his children. Uh, yeah. At this point, but, he's dealing with teenage um, kids. He should, yeah, he should still be alive. Um, I think in captivity, they, like, have noted, like, yeah, they, you know, he's still around, still kicking, they're doing great. Um, and I think the only the only places in captivity are probably like a couple zoos in America, but definitely in New Zealand. I don't keep track I, of which zoos. I've I actually just looked up, checked to, checked in on Henry. <laughs> oh no! In no, March seventeen twenty twenty, no, in March seventeenth twenty twenty two, he got Henry and his two Atara mates get to get new home at Queens Park. Oh, and he's over one hundred and twenty no. years old. Man's still kicking it. <laughs> For decades, Henry, a 120-year-old plus Tuatara, has been the star attraction at Invercargill's, I probably messed that up, museum on the outskirts of Queen's Park. But they're getting a new a new home. That's exciting. Nice. Oh, Henry, I love you. I'm so happy for Henry. Oh, he's been around so long. He's like, it's time for a new house. He's finally saved up enough money to buy himself right. a nice home. It only took him on The dollar just doesn't years. go as far as it used to in the 70s. <laughs> All those children finally out of the house. Uh, Henry's like, All those social security checks finally paying off now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. Uh, before we continue on a wormhole through Henry, which I think could be its own separate episode if there's a real big audience uh, engagement, you know. Hey, everybody, uh, even though this isn't a YouTube video, if we get 10,000 likes, we'll do an episode on Henry. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> I would talk about Henry for an hour. <laughs> no, for I, sure. absolutely. I love Henry, and I, I would die for him. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If anything is ever threatening his life, me and Chelsea will be in New Zealand. Immediately, right away. Immediately, like snap of a finger. Uh to prevent us from going down the wormhole that we have already been down, uh, <laughs> let's let's transition to uh, a slightly different question. Uh, Kenzie, yeah. whose favorite reptile is crocodile, asks: Is the Snivy and Superior line based on snakes or lizards? So the Snivy line, um, I think it's based off of both. So Snivy starts off with legs. Um, you know, looks like a regular lizard, like a tree lizard. Um, and then eventually when it gets to superior, it's like a snake, like a vine snake. But there are also legless lizards. Like, they exist. Um, what is a legless lizard? Imagine, like, a, an elongated lizard, and now it has no legs. <laughs> it moves kind of like a snake um the differences would be like in its skeletal structure but like it would have eyelids it like 
snakes don't have eyelids. That's one easy way to tell. It's like legless lizard is gonna have eyelids. Um, that means it can blink at you. If you pick up a snake and it blinks at you, it's a legless lizard. <laughs> I wouldn't suggest going outside and just picking up random. Yeah, don't snakes don't do that. Please don't, see, <laughs> please don't pick up random snakes. Yeah, like FYI, please don't do that. Um, but they also uh, you'd have to flip it over to see this, but its cloaca would be in a different position that you would expect in a snake. So that means it has a longer tail. So like for a snake, it's like the body is like super long, for example, and then the cloaca is near the end of the tail. So they have like a little tail. A legless lizard, the cloaca is going to be up much higher because if it had legs, that's where it's supposed to be technically. And then there's just all of this tail. All of this excess body, basically. I wish I didn't move like snakes and moved like caterpillars instead. Can you imagine like a little legless? That would be terrifying. I'm gonna be- <laughs> I know it would be, but that's what my brain's thinking about right now. Um, let's see. Another difference I can think of right now would be the ears. Um, we as mammals have like external ears, but some animals like reptiles and amphibians have internal ears which just means sometimes there's like a flat um what's the word i'm looking for like skin over a hole or sometimes there's no skin over the holes it's just a hole in the side of the heads um and legless lizards have those ear holes snakes do not okay how do snakes um, hear i don't remember how that works for them but they do hear. <laughs> i'm intrigued now i'm gonna be looking this up later <laughs> how do snakes hear right <laughs> okay ryan whose favorite pokemon is a uh, dracloak asks how did you initially know that moridon and corridon were gnolls i never would have guessed that without your insight um it definitely was like the throat thing the throat wheel <laughs> i was like the giant hmm. wheel what is this throat wheel supposed to be i know they're like supposed to be quote unquote bikes but like where would they get that from it looks like a doolap and then i kept saying it's like is it a doolap is that like a wheel doolap they really did did they finally gave me an anole pokemon and it has a wheel doolap <laughs> so i was initially upset <laughs> the wheel doolap was not doing it for <laughs> but, I can uh, imagine you being so upset about it too, seeing and just being like an outrage. This is what you gave me. They can do so much, and you decided to give me a wheel. <laughs> Four hundred species, and you make it a wheel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But um, they're still great. They're still great Pokemon. I have a lot of fun um, playing the game. I still, I'm still playing it. It's, it's great. I, I just, yeah. It was really just a wheel. It's like, wait a, wait a minute. Um, and then also like the way that they're, they're um drawn, their bodies, the morphology. Just like it feels a lot like a certain like type of anole that I've seen before. You know, except it didn't have a wheel. It had a real doolab, but. <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm never gonna get over that now i'm just imagining a knolls out here just like with wheels <laughs> fast and furious mode or something like that in the middle of nowhere like, they like morph and like all of a sudden they just like their wheel 
pops and they're just <laughs> taken off. And they'll just turn into Transformers and just full on like, let's go. God, I hope. I want to see that. <laughs> Somebody draw it. Draw it and send it to us. If you can draw. Or if you can, if you are good at Photoshop, edit a wheel onto an Anole Dulap and send it to us. Please. Please and thank you. <laughs> so, Silver, whose favorite reptile punk... Bleh. Reptile Pokemon is Dunspar. Sorry, words are hard. Um, asks, do you think Cyclozar has the ability to regener- regenerate words? Its tail like Slowpoke does. I'm sorry, you said Dunsparce? No, Cyclozar. No, no, no. Dunsparce is their favorite. Is Duns- Dunsparce is a reptile. Dunsparce, I think, is dragon-based or something like that. Um, I have never thought about Dunsparce in any way, shape, or form as being a reptile. Like, I see Dunsparce and I go, oh, that thing. And I just kind of ignore it. I've never, like, thought deeply about Dunsparce. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, do, 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 Dunsparce do. is a reptile? Dunsparce, uh, this is going off of uh, Bulbapedia, which is Wikipedia okay. for Pokemon. Uh, Dunsparce appears to be based mm-hmm. on the snake-like and I'm going to butcher this name, uh, Suchinoko cryptid of Japan. Suchinoko. So a snake-like creature okay. there. Um, yeah. It's a larva-like form. It also might be like caterpillar-esque. Oh. So really one of those things. Um, it probably, okay. I think uh, the, the the fable snake creature that it's supposed to be based off of, that being a snake itself. Yeah. Uh, sort of goes okay, into Okay, no, that's, all right. I got it. Cool, cool. I just, again, I see Dunsparce and I'm like, I need to catch one. For the Pokédex, <laughs> and then I never think about it again. Oh, all right, that's good to know. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm sorry. The question, Cyclozar. <laughs> I thought this is new. This is new information. I'm processing. <laughs> Do you think that Cyclozar has the ability to regenerate its tail like Slowpoke does? Yes. Um, anoles can regenerate their tails. Um, so a Pokemon based off of anoles should definitely also be able to regenerate their tails. And the thing with tail regeneration in anoles and a lot of other lizards as well is that that ability to lose it in the first place is called caudal autotomy. It's a weird word. I'm sorry. But it just basically means that they can drop their tail at will. And they can, like, choose exactly what spot on their tail that they drop it off at. So if something is, like, just at the very tip, they can just lose that part, not the whole thing. Um, The only downside is that they can't lose it in that same spot again. When it regrows, it regrows in just, like, there's just one straight bone. It's really rod-like. It's hard for them to move it around. And they can't lose that same spot again. The, the structures that make make it up that allow them to drop it are gone once it regrows in that area. So they can lose it anywhere else that hasn't been lost before, but not in that same spot. I'm just imagining Anul now like sitting there like with injury to their tail and be like, gosh darn it, I have to use, like lose another centimeter of my tail because I already lost it there before. <laughs> like in straight rage. Oh no! They're I ha- um I've caught lizards before. They're definitely not happy when they have to like lose a tail because yeah. it's like a a big like please don't look at me. Look at this wiggling thing next to me instead thing as well. So if they have to do it at all, they're like, dang it! Uh-huh. <laughs> Poor baby. Why do I have to do that? <laughs> we have a question from Christian, whose favorite reptile Pokemon is Sceptile. 
Yes. Um, and they are asking, I live in Texas and see many anoles. I've seen them eat bugs and other things, but what do anoles do in the winter? I'm glad that you ask. So while mammals are busy hibernating, reptiles and amphibians brumate. <laughs> what is brumate? Uh, brumation. <laughs> um, it's just, it's reptile and amphibian hibernation. It's kind of similar to mammal hibernation, but there's a lot of differences as well. Um, so for snakes, because uh, it also varies within like the group that you're looking at. So for a lot of snakes, they all huddle in a den together. They stop eating. They're just like sharing body heat. Um, and they're still awake, but they're not super active, um, if at all. Um, for some turtles, they will, if they live in a pond, they'll bury themselves in the mud in their pond while the pond freezes over. Um, and they breathe through their butts. <laughs> called cloacal respiration i think (laughs) yeah so they like bury themselves and then their butt sticks up and they just like take in oxygen from the water through their butts and for lizards um they go through long periods of inactivity like snakes do and they may get up and find some water to drink and go back to their warm spot but for the most part they're just not very active at all they find a good warm place and they're like this is it for me until the sun comes back out and they just lay down and sleep. They don't eat because they won't have the heat necessary to be able to digest it properly. Gotcha, gotcha. Very, very Unless it's like a pet lizard, then, you know, your pet lizard has everything it needs. It has a heat lamp. It has a heated rock. Mm-hmm. It's doing great. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, they still might, like, try to brewmate because it's like a natural instinct. But typically, sometimes they just, like. I've had a pet lizard, and it was like, nah, I'm good. I don't need to brewmate. It's nice and warm. <laughs> cool. Uh, let's move on to the next question. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the question comes from, and I apologize if I uh, uh, mispronounce your name here, Lior, whose favorite Pokemon, uh, reptile Pokemon, are Skeledurge and Helioptile. They ask, how does Heliolisk's Sunfrill power it? This is such a cool question. Um because we all know that like reptiles like to sit in the sun, but why exactly are they sitting in the sun is very cool and very important to know. Um, all reptiles get their power from the sun or heat, um, basically. So, you know, you'll go out on a sunny day in the middle of summer and you'll see snakes outside and you'll see reptiles outside. And they're usually like on a rock in the middle of the day or, you know, maybe earlier in the morning, just sitting in the sun. And that's, they're basking. That's all they're doing. They're absorbing sunlight. They're gathering energy like Goku. <laughs> um the you know sitting in the sun gives them vitamin d like it gives us but it also raises their internal temperature and their metabolism so that they can go out and find food and eat so with a pokemon like heliolisk when it like has that sun fill out it's absorbing the sunlight and turning that sunlight into energy that it can use much like a real lizard it's just concentrated into you know um their electric right electricity very cool So now we have a question from Connor, whose favorite Mm -hmm. reptile Pokemon is Meridian. And they are asking, how big are anoles? That is such a fun question. I'm happy to be back to an anole question. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, it depends. It depends entirely on the species of anole that you're looking at. So with anoles, um, especially in the Caribbean where I'm from, they can be separated into groups. And the biggest anoles you're going to find are going to be crown giants. They are the big ones that live at the top of the trees. So out of those, I think currently the biggest species is um, Anolis equestris, that is the Cuban night anole, and it is 20 inches long. Yeah, and then for the smallest anole, those are usually going to be like grass anoles, so they're little itty-bitty ones that live specifically in the grass. Their bodies are like adapted to be able to like hold on to the blades of grass. So those ones um, without their tail can be like three to three and a half centimeters. So a huge size disparity. Such no, a big disparity there. Yeah. <laughs> some bigger ones might be like 10. Some bigger ones that live in the grass might be like 10 centimeters. But the smallest one is three, three and a half centimeters without its tail included. Um, we don't include the tail when we measure lizards because sometimes they can lose their tails and that's going to change everything. We just want to know their body size. And with the anoles that live in the grass, they have especially long tails because that helps them balance. It's like a little counterweights. When they jump onto a new blade of grass, they can like move their tail in the right way to be able to like keep them on, on it. All right. So now we have a question from Justin, whose favorite reptile Pokemon is Totodile. And how are reptiles different from amphibians? Totodile is a perfect Pokemon, no notes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Reptiles and amphibians. So... Like I was saying earlier, there's a lot of things that you'd be like, this is what this animal has and this animal has this. But then there's always one or two species that are going to be like, I would like to do something different, actually. Um, But a major way to tell the difference between a reptile and amphibian is their skin. Even if you happen upon one of the rare species of lizard that don't have scales <laughs> you can still tell that they're a lizard um, by the type of skin that they have amphibians have thin skin that we call permeable which just means that it's easy for them to like get things through their skin um so they they look really soft and moist all the time reptiles do not reptiles look dry constantly like you need to like give them a bottle of lotion <laughs> amphibians are always like they they usually live near water and their skin is thin and moist that's the easiest way you can tell i'm just imagining handing a <laughs> bottle of lotion to, to a reptile and I'm like, you need this <laughs> all right nick whose favorite uh reptile pokemon is turtwig asks what makes a reptile a reptile and Specifically for you, Chelsea, are birds reptiles? Okay, okay, all right. So reptiles, um, quite basically, they breathe air. um, They have scales, usually most times, hopefully. um, And, you know, they're vertebrates. um, And they are cold-blooded, which means that they don't make their own body heat. They need to get that heat from somewhere else. That's what makes a reptile a reptile um <laughs> birds <laughs> having descended from dinosaurs which are reptiles are reptiles because they are descended from that <laughs> okay. 
they also have specialized scales on their feet. Um, if you ever looked at a chicken very closely, those little like weird little things on their on their legs. Um, but it's mainly it's mainly the descent, the fact that they descended from dinosaurs that makes them reptiles. I never thought about them having scales on their feet. Yeah, it's, it does make sense. Though, just, yeah, yeah. I forgot the uh, like actual name for it. There's a proper name for it. Nope, they're scales. They're scales now. <laughs> scales. There's just scales at this point. Scales. Um, we move on to the next question here from Alistair DX, whose uh, favorite reptile Pokemon is Toxtricity. Uh, I'm curious which uh, which form, random aside, which form of the Toxtricity is. But uh, nevertheless, uh, how realistic is the evolution of Cyclozar uh, and Mariodon, Coriodon, and are scientists working to make robot animals? How realistic is it? Ah! So from from Coridon to Cyclozar, I'm like I'm saying that they're pre- doing pretty well. But when they start getting into like it evolves into a robot, and an animal can naturally evolve into a robot. So that's where they that's where they lose it. <laughs> that's where they lose me. <laughs> um, however, the the transition from you know the the like feathered reptile into one that does not need the feathers anymore is a very realistic evolution. Um, there are prehistoric reptiles that had feathers um i'm sure everybody remembers when scientists were like we think the t-rex had feathers and everybody was like feathers on t-rex that doesn't make any sense (laughs) but dinosaurs did in fact have feathers dinosaurs and a lot of other prehistoric reptiles definitely did have feathers on them and some had feathers some had scales and feathers and um so one of the things that might be a reason to lose your feathers is aerodynamics um in the past you might have needed them to help you with gliding or flying but in the future depending on the need for that you will lose it um it also you know makes you more aerodynamic to just have that head cask as opposed to having feathers um that may be cumbersome and might stop you from reaching top speed but like how you go from there to a robot i don't know (laughs) I have, I honestly though have faith that they could do it because I remember last yeah. year they did that. There was he only lived I think two months after the transplant, but they genetically modified a pig's heart and then transplanted that heart into oh. a human being. So oh. if you can do that, I feel like there's who knows what they could come up with. Yeah, for, no, I you know robot animals. Think yeah, no, I definitely think you can make a robot animal. Um, it's one of one of the ways that some people who study animal morphology do it is by looking at the bone structure of the animal and the, the muscles on it and then rebuilding that into like some type of simple machine or into mm-hmm. robot to see how, you know, how does this work and how can we use it? So it's not a stretch to say that scientists are making robot animals or yeah. can make robot animals. It definitely is possible, but one of the things would be like, why should we? <laughs> yeah, is there a reason? Um, there is that robot dog though, which is depending on what they make it do, kind of entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have one final question from Gumi Goober, uh, whose favorite, oh, two favorite Pokemon for the reptiles: Heliolisk for lizards and Feraligator for crocs. Um, and they ask. Are there specific traits or genetics that make it a null what it is, or is it just a regional name for common lizards? 
yes, there are definitely specific genetics that make an anole an anole. Um, so much so that like when you go deeper into the genetics of the um anoles that we know exist, uh, people are like, maybe we should break these up into more groups instead of one big group of four <laughs> hundred. But um when you compare their DNA to other lizards, you can tell that they are all related from each other, descended from a common ancestor, but all closely related to each other and within this one group. They also, um, like I mentioned, they have that dewlap. There are only two species of anoles that don't have dewlaps. However, we can tell from their DNA that they are, you know, part of that big group of anoles. So they have that and they have the the toe pads as well. Those really cute little um, suction cup toe beans. <laughs> that help them climb um a lot of anoles are really like bright and colorful um it's a pretty common thing for them to be bright and colorful the females however might be more um brown sometimes and also the region in which they they live um they live in the caribbean and central and south america and then there's like one only one species that is native to america but not even really <laughs> and introduced species now as well thanks to florida but um yeah there there are those specific things that make an anole an anole um the name for anoles came from anauli which is the kalanago name for the lizard originally um the kalanago are the indigenous people of my island um and a few others i don't remember which other islands that they still um they still live on but uh the name anole was adapted from that very, very cool. Uh, that is all of our questions that we have for this Q&A. Uh, thank you, everyone that submitted the question. Greatly appreciated it. We had a lot of fun discussions and wormholes. Shout out to Henry. <laughs> Henry and the chickens. Love you, Henry. Yes. Henry and the chickens kind of carried this episode, not going to lie. Um, Henry has my heart forever. <laughs> um, yeah. So shout out to Henry. Uh, shout out to chickens in general, I suppose. Uh, shout out to you, Chelsea. Thank you for joining today. Brittany, thank you for joining as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, thank and... you so much for having me. I love yeah, talking you... about lizards. <laughs> thank you for sharing all of your knowledge with us, Chelsea. Thank you. I do my best. <laughs> I now have so many more fun facts to spit out at people. Which yes. I'm sure they will do. be happy. I'm sure they'll be happy about that. I'm joking because I always just throw out fun facts at very <laughs> opportune times. No, I'll be talking to my partner and then all of a sudden I'm like, did you know? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. Thank you everyone for joining us today and thank you for joining us on this episode. Be sure to check out next time for a brand new topic. Uh, one guarantee we'll say is that it's probably not going to be about a Knowles. There is a, there is a non-zero chance it might be about Henry though. So, uh, you mm. know, look, for, look for that if that's the case. Uh, nevertheless, thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, until next time, take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening.